You look like you're in a prison. Well, you know, maybe I am. I'm not going to, you know, shout about it if I am, am I? What's prison like about it? I can't really tell. Uh, The bars and the windows. (laughs) It's a blind. Is it? All right. Looks like a prison. Slightly uh, dreary decor. (laughs) (laughs) Have we started? Is this it? Is this the podcast? Keep it dreary. Keep it dreary. Then it's good when you get out. You know what I mean? I suppose so. Yeah. Is this the thing? Have we started it? Yeah. Make every day... um, Prison release day by living inside a cell, you know what I mean? Have you been watching that thing Parole on BBC Two? Started no, last what week. is it? It's just um, each week it's different uh, people who are up for parole and we, we sit in on the parole meeting, find out what they've yeah. done, find out if they've been on a journey towards yeah. uh, rehabilitation. Then at the end they get a letter and they find out if they've been let out or if they're stuck in prison for a bit longer. And do you celebrate if they're not let out? Well, it well, depends on the circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 let's just say I, uh, I I forge an opinion on them um, based yeah. on, on the evidence that I see. And, yeah, yeah. generally I think that the you've, parole board get it right. You're very trusting. Um, now, you've got a Madness T-shirt on, yeah, and it says, are. no, yeah. nut, nut, nutty. Nut, nut, nutty. It. It's a very, very... Uh, a vintage one from like 1979. Looks like it was designed by somebody with a pen and a ruler. Uh, it's quite geometric, isn't it? Now, yeah. listen up. Do you know why they're the nutty boys? It's because they just survive on nuts, isn't it? Absolutely not. Mm. I went to see them. Absolutely nuts. Le- Did you say it? <laughs> I went to see them 1978, 79. Right. In a, a little place in Brighton. And all their Get crew you. came down from... Um, London. Yeah. Um, and they were frightening Andy. And they all <laughs> jumped about at the front, promise you, yeah. headbutting each other. Wow. That's what the fans did. And that's why they're the nutty they boys. They used to nut each other. They used to nut each other. Okay. So you've learnt something there, Andy, were, innit? Were you frightened were you frightened away? I stood at the back shitting myself, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I've always found the skinhead cockney a difficult um, a difficult area, you an, know what I mean? An unpredictable element. Y- yeah. yeah. A bit hard to spot the cockney hard boy. You know, like, if you're up north mm. in Sunderland or the borough or whatever, you can walk into a place, see some lads playing pool and say, I think I should leave here immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to find it a bit trickier. It's trickier in, down um, there. But, but in like, London. I don't know if this applies to when you were young, but it definitely did to me. But whenever you saw a skinhead you would just be paralysed by fear. You would just think, right, now I am going to die. There's a skinhead here. It's very scary. And I, very I will scary. die within a minute. Um, because Even if they were they just slender lads. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It was a very scary look. It's, so, it's sort of calm now. You know, You know, as the Alsatian has um, become less threatening over the years. This is absolutely true. We were talking about this on my other podcast, Top Flight Time Machine, yeah. yesterday. The Alsatian used to be the devil dog. Yeah. And now they have like the American Pitbull and the Rottweiler's had its moment in the sun. Um, but it used to be, <laughs> it used to be Alsatian equaled imminent death, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now anymore. it's like a cuddly fella. So listen, Andy, we're talking about life. I think you'd agree. God, we always do, don't we? You know, and should we do? I'm proposing that we start off the show with um, our song, one of our songs, our, I call it a rap. <laughs> One of our songs where we celebrate the good things in life, you know, and having an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Do you feel 
that's a good idea. I feel as though I could contribute to that. Yeah. Okay. I well, I hope you will. And do you have the music? Not just at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yes, I think I do have the music now. What I don't have is the lyrics. Once again, I'll have that in just a moment. Yes, now I do have that. Uh, we'll see if we can combine the two together. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, I don't. Did, did did this work last time, Andy, or is it a shambles? A bit of both, I think. Okay, well, let's see how it goes, um, you know. Which which is thumbs up for me, yeah, as far just, as I'm concerned. Just trying to so, celebrate life. and uh... On the count of three, it'll begin. Uh, one, two, three. All right, boss. You're looking good in your shorts and your cowboy boots. Where are you off to? I'm off to the tip with these fluorescent light tubes. Then I'm going to pop in a chicken temple for some piri-piri. Nice. Could, could you not just put the tubes in your bin, you know, smash them up, hide them in a bag, or it's like burying them in some mud or something? I <laughs> could do, but I'd miss out on a tip visit. Where are you off to? I'm off to Iceland, buy a couple of packs of frozen mashed potato. What an excellent mission. Yeah, colour it anywhere you want, but you've got that right. It's days like these that make the grind worthwhile. Yeah, do you know what? I hear you, boss. I hear you. When you're in Iceland, you know, you should get a pack of the hash brown fries, Bob. They cook superb in the air fryer. I might do that. Be a nice snack, you know, with a fried egg when I'm watching Love at First Sight Australia. <laughs> so what are you going to do after you've beaten the tip? You're going to fly over, have a good start with traffic? Nah, I was there yesterday. I reckon I'll buy a couple of scratch cards and go around the back of the Asda for a smoke and a kick about with the daft lad who does the trolleys. All right. I, hey, I wish you'd be up there cowboy boots. Uh, right, Bobby Douglas. 15 quid down the half foundation shop. Ah, oh, what a day this is going to be. Oh, yeah, I'm loving life. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Effortless. you know, whatever. I think it kind of, um, it, it matched up to about 35% of the song. I wonder whether <laughs> we'll we'll ever pursue that again. It might just be um, a, a two appearances. It's it's touch and go. Touch I'd and say. go. Um, would you like some names to choose from? Of course I would. For just, just for this episode. I mean, obviously you can be Honky Tonk, okay. as usual. Uh, you could be Decimal Jeff. Okay. Uh, Decimal Jeff rides a 10-wheeled bike and only observes 10 hours in every day. Right. Uh, oh, you could be American Mike. Right. Uh, loves all the American stuff, you know, hot cheese, gas guzzlers, ticker tape. <laughs> I do like gas guzzlers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, you could be, or you could be bogus belts, but that's just a company. Okay, I'm going to be Onky Tonk. Sorry, that's not a rejection. It's just a fancy being Onky Tonk. Like it. Who would you like to be? You could be Slim Whispers. He eats luxury cat foods. Works at a very heavily under capacity brewery. Slim Whispers. <laughs> or you could be Tired Alan. He's a Covent Garden juggler. Who, honest to be honest, he's lost interest in his juggles. 
Oh, oh you could God. be running hot dogs. <laughs> running hot dogs. Up, was it Tired Allen? Was Tired it? Allen? Yeah. That feels that feels appropriate. I'll be Tired Allen if that's all right. Um, just want to just run past you. You know, near the top of the um, this thing. Any of these topics interest you, Andy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Tailgating. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the era of ceiling spotlights is coming to an end? Mm. UPC windows and doors. The current version of Weetabix. Any of them interest you? Tailgating, yeah, but I'd probably get quite angry about that. Ooh. Um, what was the second one again? Um, whether the era of sea, little ceiling spotlights, you know, might be coming to an end, we might go back to, you know, like hanging lights or. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that, I think. So, what, yeah. all right, what do we think then? Do you think this coming to an end? No, I think it's going to power on for a lot longer. <laughs> I think it's just it's just easier. It's not aesthetically very that, pleasing, is it? These six dots of LED intensity above your head, you know, really? Have you not got them? Or have you got, like, chandeliers and that? No, I've, I've got them, but I'm beginning to You've look at them, them and think that all they do is... Increasingly get... sickened by them. I'm sickened by them, yeah, a little bit. I think I've yeah. been roped into it, you know, by someone said, oh, what you need now is these spotlights. They give you, what? you know, full light yeah. coverage. But so did the old-fashioned ceiling lamp, you know, the single flex with the light bulb on the end. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. When, when do you think it came in, though? The spotlight oh, revolution, if you can call it that. 20 years? What, what, what ushered it in? Do you think it was maybe it's changing rooms? <laughs> it could have been changing rooms. I've got but a feeling it, it might have been. It yeah. came in with a big bang. I, it came in with one of these, Andy. Hold on. All right. So I'm sitting there enjoying the TV, right, with my ceiling lamp. Then yeah. suddenly, <laughs> all change. <laughs> Fucking spotlights everywhere. All change. <laughs> Well, I hope it comes to an end, Andy. I've got a feeling in my bones. It's. I think that laminate floors and the, um, ceiling spotlights might be on their way out. Well, we'll see. I think ceiling spotlights are here to stay because you know what? If you if we go away from them, then you're going to have a lot of replastering the ceilings. that's going to need to be done when, once they get removed. Yeah. And that feels like an undertaking too far. It's a bit like Japanese knotweed. Yeah. I think it's 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 got its tendrils into our. Souls. Hey, much, um, that's same as with the Himalayan balsam, Andy, and our riverbanks. The who? What, sorry? Himalayan balsam. Similar. I'm not aware of that. So, yeah, it's a bugger. <laughs> Whenever I pass it, I say, oh, you bugger. You bugger of a plant you are. What, have you got some? No, you see, always by the rivers, Andy, it's, a bit, it's actually not that unattractive. It's got a purplish flower on it, but right. it's just taking over from our natural flora and dog dirt you know that we did, usually did find. Did that come over from Japan as well with the knotweed or is it British? I think it came over with the thing. band Japan um, when they'd right. been touring in Himalaya. So that's the story behind it you know. They brought a lot back in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah but listen up. <laughs> and just scattered it around. Have you had a have you had a Weetabix recently? I haven't had any Weetabix quite a while. They changed it. Well, I bought a big pack, you know, the big chunky one, maybe 20, 48 or something. 48, a minimum, I'd say, for a big pack. Yeah, 24's yeah. not a big pack. Bought that big pack. and um, 72's a fucking big pack. That is a fucking big pack, isn't it? Yeah. If you, if you wanted to play that game where you put big things in other shoppers' um, trolley when they're not looking, a 72 yeah. pack. 72 oh, pack of them. That's a winner. Yeah, a pack yeah. of, what, 48 bog rolls. 48's a big pack. <sighs> Fill the trolley, that. It's a fucking big pack, 48, Andy. Admit it. 
Mm. I'm not leaving there until you admit it. I'm not admitting it. I'm not denying it. <laughs> so anyway, I got the big pack and I had the first two. I thought, yeah. oh, these aren't what I remember me wheat of big spin like. Right. Um, left it for a day. I had three the next day. Something's right. going on, Andy. Really? They're bound. They're, there's more glue in them. You know, they've not got the, I'm just gonna the sort of lightness or anything that they used to have. A bit a lot more dense. Yeah. And a slightly a look on, different on, taste. Um, on Twitter to see if anyone said anything about new wheat of Bix lately. Um, not really a great deal of chat about it on the Twitter <laughs> that I can see, that I can detect. But I uh, don't know. I'll tell you what is different. What? Uh, Jacob's cream crackers. No good or better? Again, not quite as good. Don't feel as creamy. I know. More cause... crackery than creamy. Um, there was a strike, you know, yeah. in the Jacob's factory. Right. And the strike ended because they couldn't get Jacob's cream crackers for love no money yeah. for about a month. And then the strike ended and they're back in the shops. And I don't know whether it's because the machines had all been off for a month. Yeah. And then when they've powered up again, something's not right, but they're not the same. I'm going to try that out, Andy, because I like a Jacob's cream cracker. It's my absolute I don't want to sound cracker. like someone who's, you know, disappointed with the way life's going, but <laughs> we've just said there, Weetabix and cream crackers on the slide. Yeah. Uh, the, Can I um, try and cheer you up by impressing you with me uh, new speed of solving a Rubik's cube? I do, Andy. I do, Andy. But I just want just to top off the wheat of Bix check okay, yeah. cactus thing. I just want to say, and again, I'm being a miserable get here, but. Mm-hmm. Does it ever piss you off that when you just go for a pack of cream crackers at the supermarket, Jacobs, the only one they have available is the huge one or the pack of two? You can't, don't seem to be able to get a littlish pack of cream crackers. You'd want a small, a small one pack. Yeah, just the one we used to get when we just were. Just buy the pack of two. Oh, fucking hell. The, the, the date on them's like, I don't know, like eight months or something. You can get through two of them little packs in a month, can't I you? I suppose you're right, but it just it just sat, kind of fucks me off a bit that, you know, Does they're it? making me buy two. I only want one. Well, buy, buy two and just send one up to me. I'll have the other one. Oh, you're the, ty- hey. you're the type of creepy fellow who's got, like, airtight boxes for your stuff, aren't you? So, you know what I mean? Your crackers are in an airtight I, box. Right, Oh yeah, what do you, what do you do? You just like open the packet, then press the end up against the wall or something. Yeah, exactly. Keep it airtight. Up against the wheel mix. Yeah. Okay, now come on then. Yeah. You're going to solve I'm a the Rubik's cube, are you? Ready? Yeah. And here we go. Whoa, that, that was, was one point three seconds. Is that the best? That's even up? faster than last. Yeah, yeah. Is that where you're at now? As it it's were, it's not going to get any faster than that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I'll just put it. I'll put it back to normal again. Thank so the you. Next person can have it. There we go. Yeah. Did it take so, you a bit longer to mix it up? Which is strange. I think maybe. Do you think it did? Maybe a bit, a little bit. Yeah. Mm, I thought it was the same. I'm pretty sure it was the same. <laughs> <but> okay. <laughs> so did you know that Netflix are filming their own version of Clarkson's Farm, Andy? <laughs> okay. Um, good. Um, down at Harry Mag- Harry Maguire's farm in Shropshire. Right. Um, the idea is that other footballers and managers come and help him. And the good folk at Infinity Rocket Plastic. Oh, Andy, mm. I've just, before I started this podcast, bought myself a new ray gun. The truth, coming on have Thursday. You? Yeah. Nice. So uh, I bet you that. can't wait till you're that. Look at, have a look at that. 
Absolutely. Bring it on. Anyway, I was excited about that. So um, Infinity Rocket Plastics got me hold of some early rushes from it. So I mm. thought I'd read it out to you, you know, like it was a script. Do you know what I mean, Please Andy? do. Yeah. Like in a, a rehearsal. Yeah, I've made it like a script, but I've just got rushes, yeah. you know. But um, So right. exterior farmyard, Harry Maguire is stood by his tractor with Steve McLaren and Jordan Pickford. So, says Harry... I've used two both Bort Pack lunches, Steve McLaren. No, why would I do that? But because there ain't no Starbucks or Pret-a-Manger out in the fields, this is a proper <laughs> farm, not an urban joke. Jordan Henderson, <laughs> I've got a pack of money mints, but I've just brought them along to throw the pigeons like. Casper needs his cappuccino for his elevenses to wash down its fun laughter bar. And if he doesn't get it, he'll start spraying shit all over the shop. Well, it's fine by me if he sprays it on the fields, but it's full of snake goodness. Well, it's not fine by me. I've got to think of his mental health, you know, above your crop returns or crop density or, or crop yield or, or crop surplus you know, or whatever. What, says Jordan, cropped up, good crop, bad crop, helicopter, <laughs> crop suey, pork crop, rain crop keeps falling on me bed, that's the rub of the matter, I'm, I'm not shifting on that particular handbag. Look, listen Steve, you won't get no fancy camper choo-choo here on the farm, I don't reckon you're cut out for farming, why don't you just clear off? Do you know, I think, think I might do that. I don't mean to be a Jesse Two Grumbles, but you have to understand that Casper is the most precious concentration of pure love and happiness you could ever experience. And if he was to suffer disappointment, my heart would dissolve into a thousand melancholy tears. Sean Dyche emerges from the barn. He's a fucking snake. Just put him in the barn and he can do some ratting. I will not. He hates rats. He thinks they are coarse and rude and close to new ways of thinking. Well, uh, why don't you just fuck off then? So, Harry, have you got some shit to spread or some hard standing that needs de-shitting? Because I'm your man. I'm never happier than when I'm arse deep in shit. <laughs> Eric Ten Hag arrives in his Volvo <laughs> and joins the group. No, we're not muck spreading today. We're going to take my hydraulic five-arm spud picker out into the large field and harvest ourselves some spuds. Jordan. Oh, can I drive, Harry, round and round and up and down like the last of us is actually real, you know, and the spud's just a bonus. I know the basics. Mirror, mirror signal, hat stand, bag puss. No, I'll be driving. It's a serious piece of kit is the five-arm. Eric Tanag, tell me, Harry, what system do you intend to employ when tackling the tractor pathway? Um, I do start at the bottom corner, then go up and down until I'm at the far bottom corner. Oh, please don't talk about bottoms in front of Casper. He's only 13, for pimple's sake. <laughs> Eric, surely it would be more efficient to start in the very centre of the field and drive in concentric circles. Sean, John Dash, would it fuckers like you'd miss the four corners and corners are the best thing about this lark. But I think perhaps you're quite wrong. When the circles are complete, the corners can be completed by four independent reverses. It's a much neater pattern. 
Anthony Gordon emerges from the barn wearing only a baggy pair of underpants and a straw hat. But he doesn't speak next. Sean Dice does. Right. Fancy foreign patterns can fuck right off. What's wrong with straight up and down? We want spuds for pies and chips, not a work of art. What do you reckon, Anthony Gordon? Anthony Gordon. <coughs> My pa says you should always skin a possum from its ass to its nose, so I reckon straight up and down. <coughs> Just fine for potatoes. Has anyone got any mealworm cake? Because my ass is terribly loose today. <coughs> if you insist on this outdated system, says Eric, then I will not be accompanying you into the field. Oh, that's good, Eric. You can stay here with me and Casper. We can sing some songs about rainbows and cotton candy and chocolate hugs. On second thoughts, I will come with you to the field just to observe. Jordan, so where is this five-armed spud robot? And more important, is it sentient? <laughs> and will it remember the good old days when I was ruled the world? It's in the barn. I just need to grease the picking arms and then we're away. Young Anthony, would you like to help me with the grease gun? My pan always says that there's more goodness in grease than in the belly of a hog. So yes, indeed, and that's my kind of work. They all walk into the barn. Harry addresses the picking arm with his grease gun, but immediately sees that it's covered in Todd Quickly's and morning wine. I can't take this out in the field with the picking arm tainted with quickness and bladder wine. Which one of you has done this? I don't mean to be a telltale, but Sean and Anthony have both just come out to the barn, so you might want to focus your investigation on them, Mr Maguire. I hold me hands up, mate. I had a piss on the machine, really sorry, but I left me <laughs> bottle in the car. But I didn't, I didn't lay down that caramel quickly. My movements are as solid as Amma's. Listen, I really, really don't want to be a telltale, but young Anthony was complaining earlier that his bottom's very loose. You might want to make some general inquiries in that direction. Well, Anthony, were it you? <coughs> My pa says if you have to go, then don't hesitate. Better to have an empty house than an unruly tenant. So yes, I did it, and I ain't apologising. Right, well, that's it then. No spud picking today, so we'll just have to sit in the barn and draw up plans for a farm shop. I think the farm shop should be arranged around concentric circles with glazed conical ceiling and wireless-activated escalators. Oh, come off it, says Sean. What's wrong with stairs? Straight up and down, basic and functional. That's a bit like your football team, Sean. (laughs) Ah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Nice one, Harry. And they talked all day until the sun came down. And when they called Anthony in from the lower field where he had been utilised as a scarecrow. That's the end of that, um, Andrew. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed that. Yeah. But that's. I hope that goes to... Is that a pilot, is it? It's a pilot at the moment for Netflix. Maguire's right. far, Harry's Farm, it's called. Right. Okay. So, I hope that goes to a series, as they say. I hope it gets greenlit, <laughs> as I believe they say. And I think Harry Maguire feels nailed on to be a Sean Dice signing. For Everton in the summer. Yeah, hey, that's a Do good point, I mean? isn't it? It feels, it feels like 38 million, something like that. Well, 30-something 30, 30 with, with, with knock-ons. They, yeah, they, what did they spend? Like 75 when they bought him originally? I think, you know, I've got a funny feeling it was 80 mil. Fucking hell. Football weird. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Do you have some questions from the parsnippers? Oh, righty-o. What have you seen? <laughs> uh, Martin Thornton says, do you miss licking stamps? Um, and I don't I have to say, I don't really. No, I never liked that slightly sort of sour no, taste. I, I still don't enjoy licking envelopes. Um, I've got Benjamin Hancock. So no. Have you been watching The Last of Us? Which, of course, Jordan mm. Anderson thinks is real. Um yeah. I have watched, I think I'm on number four or five. I'm finding it a bit of a slog. I'm warming to right. the kid, but it's touch and go. And overall, I'm not really that fussed by very jerky zombies. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, who the kid is or anything. I haven't watched it. I don't feel compelled to watch it. Um, Robert Straw, what type of skip do you like the most? I like the ones with the drop-down front, so you push your wheelbarrow into it. Uh, I'd go along with that. It's like them baths you can walk into. I'm working towards getting one of them eventually. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've got one on my drive at the moment. The skip, I've got an eight yarder. That's what I, u- I usually get. Has it got a drop down front? No, it would be handy, mind you. Just, you're just chucking stuff in, are you? Yeah, are you getting rid of. I'm, I'm just getting rid of shit. I mean, the, the thing yeah. is, is they're very expensive, Andy, and um, like I do wonder whether it would be just cheaper to hire a van for the day and go down the tip. Probably would be more fun as well. I reckon. Well, any day. I've got a, a, a few sacks full of leaves and um, some branches that I've trimmed off some trees, and they need to go up to the tip. But I'm just going to do five trips. Okay. I mean, I don't. I do like a skip. I think we all like a skip. We all like peering into a skip. Um, I'm not bothered. Two yard, five yards, six yards, flip front, You'll skip have a to look. skip. You ever climbed in someone else's skip? Yeah. Mm. No, I, I went in a big about a twelve yarder in Hastings once. Got down the bottom of it. It was empty, just to right. see what it felt you, like. Yeah, felt good. It felt okay. I, it's a more um, a, a better experience was uh, crawling under a horse and looking upwards. I did that once. That was good. That's frightening, but it, that was a, a, a live horse. Yeah, a living horse. Yeah. Just had a look at the undercarriage. Had a look at its. Did under- you give it a tickle? No, no. It's a bit frightening, but it's quite a sight. God. Rufus Kane asks, what animal would you like to have nesting in your hair? 
For me, it's easy, Andy, because it's a yeah. woodlouse. Is that what you call them? Right. Woodlice, woodlouse. Yeah, yeah. I'd just call, one. I'd call it Martin. Yeah. And uh, we'd be best friends forever. Uh, that's my choice. I think with, with us, we don't have a lot of hair going on, so <coughs> it'll probably be like a spider for me, maybe. Again, similar. It could occasionally, you know, crawl down my forehead and just, just perch on top of my nose, on the bridge of my nose. Give you a bit of advice. Um, just, yeah, just, just yeah. Nothing, nothing massive, nothing like a, like a ferret or anything like that. Michael says, when opening a pack of cooked meat, do you attempt to open it with the useless corner flap or do you just slice the bastard with a knife? Well, it's a good question. I'm, I'm a slicer. I do get really... <laughs> I just slice into it with whatever's nearby, but I regret it later, maybe a couple of days later, when the, the ham or the chicken develops a bit of fridge taint. I, um, I did this the other day uh, with a pack of bacon and it just wouldn't open. With yeah. the useless corner flap, it yeah. never does. Yeah, I don't even know why I bother. I should just go straight to the the slashing technique. But yeah, yeah. Um, Have you ever noticed how hard it is to open them packets of bacon, Andy? Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember licking stamps? <coughs> uh, we might have some more of them a bit later on. But uh, <gasps> what's behind the door? Oh, yes or no? Yes or no? Back, what's behind the door? I don't know. I do not know. He doesn't know. Imaginary door. For you to imagine, Bob, there are three things behind the door and I'm going to uh, preview each one of them and you've got to tell me whether you'd go through the door to have a closer look, inspection, uh, maybe interfere with whatever's going on behind, behind the okay, door. Okay, I gotcha. Um, here we go. Number one, it's a cup of tea, but it's large enough to get into. Okay, tempting. Do you have any questions about uh, anything Can about I just it? ask about the heat of the tea, please? I thought you'd ask that. It says here, temperature pleasingly warm. Thank you. Okay, got you. Well, are you going to go in or what? Oh, I don't... I, um, no, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going <sighs> to go in. Soz. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. There's some trunks in there for you to put on as well if you want to get you in. You didn't say that too late. <sighs> Number two, there's 500 tiny eyeballs... Uh, on sticks of varying heights. No, thank you. This is like something out of like a fucking saw or like something. Like a kind of art installation. No, no, thank you, Andy. They're all infected, if that helps. Mm, well, no, I don't want to see them. Soz, Andy. Still no. Third one, it's Akabilk. Uh, he's dressed as a harlequin and waving a plastic sword around. He's got chilli sauce down his front from a doner kebab that he's just finished because obviously he is absolutely shit-faced. I'll go and I'll go and see Aka. Yes, thank you. You'll go in. And yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Then you said he's shit first, so yeah, I'd like to go in. Even though he's got a sword, <laughs> he'll be all right. Brave, brave, he'll be all right. but okay. All right, uh, Bob. Uh, I just thought I'd get in touch with you. Give you a bit of an update, like. So I'm in the spare room at the moment doing some uh, colouring in, having a good start of wallpaper, like you know. But I suppose you probably guessed it. I, I'm in the bad books with the wife, like so. I might as well tell you what's happened, like dog dead. <laughs> well, I, I was in the kitchen this morning, you know, checking uh, the use by dates on the eggs when. There was a knock on the door, so I said, I'll get it, love. You finish uh, bandaging up your leg, like. 
and so I answered the door and it's Eddie Howe and uh, Amanda Stavely in the Newcastle United. <laughs> and, hello, Mr. Howe and Miss Stavely. Call me Amanda, baby. It's much more friendly, am I right? <laughs> so, to what do I or can I help you? I got that phrase a bit wrong, though, but I didn't think I'd bother them. So, can, can we come in for a fucking check, please, Peter? Uh, yeah, of course, uh, come in. Yeah. Oh, but hold on one second. Um, I say hello, Eddie Howard and Amanda Stavely. Is it okay if you come in? Give us a minute. I'll shout when I'm ready. So it was a bit awkward to stood in the doorstep, so I thumbed quick like and I noticed me puffer puffer jacket hung up by the door. So I said, Are you familiar uh, with the puffer puffer approach to outdoor wear, Miss Stadley? Amanda baby, you know it <laughs> makes deep sense. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. It, it's each individual puffer puffer pocket. It's like you know, like a miniature duvet. So it's like wearing fifty odd duvets on your back. But and it's swear, I swear, I absolutely swear, it wears next to now. You know, because of puffer puffer technology. <laughs> Eddie, uh, Peter, is it fucking reversible? <laughs> uh, no, once you've worn it, you can't take it back. <laughs> Carol shouts out Peter, tell the guests I'm ready to receive them in the TV lounge <laughs> Oh, they come to you folks uh, Say hello to your wife uh, Hello Mr Hell and Miss Stavely Call me Amanda, baby No, I won't be doing that Peter, have you offered our guests some herbs? Uh <laughs> Well, need of you to like some eggs. Amanda, Amanda and Eddie didn't want eggs. So, Peter, we were wondering if you could find a way <laughs> to re-establish your links with the club, you know, with a view to becoming an ambassador. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I would love that. I, I really miss... Shush, Peter, let me handle this. Would you like sherry, Amanda? Or perhaps a bottle of surprise? Oh, my word, sounds amazing. What's the surprise? It's got an earth in it that partially cooks as you sip. No, that's okay. Can I just say how cute your TV is? It's like the little one I have in my garden room. It's so <laughs> adorable. Uh, why, thank you. So what sort of things would you be asking Peter to perform? Well, we thought he could start off coaching the kids at one of our schools on a, f a fucking excellence, you know? Show, show them all the tricky shit he could pull off. Uh, I would love to do that. I still got it, you know. No, I don't consider that appropriate for a man of my husband's status. What else? Can I just say that your yellow and white curtains are so eye-catching and sweet... They remind me of the ones you get in those breakfast cafes or greasy spoons, as I think they're called. So adorable. Am I right? I don't fucking think so, Pat. Well, says Eddie, <laughs> we wondered if he might, maybe he could do some fucking smoothing in one of the fucking hospitality suites on match day. Oh, I, I, yeah, I would love that. 
No, I don't want him near alcohol. Last time he got drunk, he tried to force-feed the neighbour's dog with a bag of fucking grout. Anything else? Is that your car on the drive, Carol? It's so dainty. Reminds me of the cars I used to see around Gdansk when I was importing <laughs> Maxwell House coffee for the workers. Am I right? <laughs> uh, what about it, Peter? What about if Peter was a guest of fucking honour at one of our award ceremonies or fucking charity dinners? Would I be invited to attend alongside my husband? Yeah, why fucking not, Peter? Plus one is fine by fucking me. Okay, that's a deal then. Take Eddie through to the kitchen, Peter. I'd just like a quick word with Amanda fucking baby. (laughs) So I took Eddie through the kitchen like... Eddie says, oh, you're a very nice, clean frying pan you got there, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the secret is she use one of them sponges, you know, with scratchy, scratchy side and spongy, spongy side. Just use the spongy, spongy side, because scratchy, scratchy side will, you know, take off some of the non-stick. Well, I just said there was an outburst by the front door, where you could hear the wife shouting at the manga baby. You skinny, fucking patronising, sparrow-faced, hobbit-haired fucker. If I ever see you again, I'll lump you so hard your fucking beak will fly off and land on the platform at Pete every fucking station and I'll replace it with the heel of my fucking shoe. Now fuck off out of my house. Eddie followed it out like and he just says... Uh, uh, thanks for your fucking time and may I wish you all the best with your future fucking endeavours and we'll be in fucking touch <laughs> uh, when they're gone I said to the wife well thanks for nothing love I'll never get the job off for now oh poor fucking you and thank you for nothing not sticking up for us when she was taking the piss out of our house well you're a boat love one never heard nothing like that you chose not to, you mean, you creepy little tit of a man. Get up to your room and don't come down till it's time for me Colombo eggs. So, yeah, I've been in my room since then, you doing the colouring and that, you know, never man. Mustn't grumble, I suppose. So, uh, anyway, but I'll just read you out there. Uh, a couple of jokes from your joke, but, you know, uh, she was both up. So, er... Uh, What's uh, the difference between a rabbit and a plum? Um, they're both purple, except for the rabbit. <laughs> um, a, a, we- a weasel goes into a bar, you know, and the barman says, Well, I've uh, never seen a weasel in here before. What can I get you? <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> So I, I, I took a shell like off me racing snail, you know, thinking it would make him faster. <laughs> to be honest, if anything, it's made him more sluggish. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> uh, so I'll see you, Bob. One Peter Beasy, the only one Peter Beasy, one Peter Beasy, see, Bob. Oh, nice of Peter to get in touch. Shame. Very nice. Um, I noticed there that uh, rudeness wasn't rewarded when Amanda Baby was rude to Carol. 
just uh, that's just my ethos. Yeah, Rose I didn't spot that at first. She was a bit, yeah, she were a bit having a yeah, bit of a dig, really, the curtains she? and all that kind yeah. of thing. Um, how do you think Carol Beadsley would respond to a tailgater, Bob? <laughs> I think she'd ram her fucking brakes on. <laughs> you know, just bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. My name is Dominic Littlewood. Welcome along to another episode of the Dominic Littlepod. And today, my special guest, well, it's a last-minute replacement. It was going to be Ron Darlington, the occasional star of Homes Under the Hammer, but he's at the cancel at the last minute. So I've got one of Britain's top water-based comedians and authors, Bob Boomer. Hiya, Dom. Thanks Bob for having us again. Thanks for coming along. Got some subjects for you. Before we start, Something I want to just tee up at the beginning. I've got a rubber band in me hand. Oh, nice. Uh, do you think, is it a thin one or is it a thick one? I think it's a really thin one. Oh, you'll find out at the end. That's <laughs> something to keep listening for, isn't it? Bob, would you describe yourself as a cool customer? Um, yeah, in most circumstances, uh, Dom, I get a bit... Um, I don't like, um, you know... Some things. Yeah. You <laughs> get a bit agitated and aggravated by some things, but generally... Get a, yeah. Gen- you know, they're quite laid back on the old, yeah? It's, I'll tell you what it is, Don, mainly. It's dealing with call centres. I had a bit of a problem with one of the broadband suppliers, and, oh, right, man, yeah. you know the thing, Dom. Yeah. It's, yeah, that gets yeah. me very agitated. I didn't want you to go into any specifics, but that's just... Sorry. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, you would on the whole say you're a cool yeah, customer, I yeah? All I reckon. Right. Yes, put that there. Uh, when you're on the internet, are you a single clicker or do you double click? I don't... Why would I double... I don't know what you mean. Um, well, if you're clicking on something, do you just click once or do you double click? <laughs> I think I do a bit of both, Tom. Uh, All right. If, you know, so yeah. I think you're right, actually. If I'm really keen to see something, I think I do give it two clicks. Oh, I was going to say, I think you should always double click just to be on the safe side. Yeah, maybe just you're to be right. sure. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was a rumour about you. Yeah. Uh, they said that you've had a section of one of Britain's rivers cut out and put in the bottom of your garden. Is that true? No, that's not true, Dom. I think that would be They a... said they had, like, drone footage of it and yeah. it's... It's a self-flowing river. It still flows, even though it's been cut out of another river and put in your garden. No, that's bullshit. Have you got a mechanism in it that makes it flow? No, I wouldn't know how to start such. You can't steal parts of rivers. I mean, you might be able to steal the very end of it, I suppose. The very Very interesting. I'll put that down as a doubt now. Uh, I do know that I I do know that I haven't stolen a river, Dom. You say that, but I'm not convinced because okay. they said there was drone footage. So you know, uh, I'll stick with don't know on that one. Uh, I've been doing some work, Bob, with a charity for short men who've triumphed in life against all the odds. Yeah, and uh, I just want to give a shout out to Michael Etrick. Uh, his loveless marriage ended in 2008, but he's recently become engaged to a woman who is nine years younger than him, who hails from the former Yugoslavia. And Michael is five foot one and a half. Well done, Michael. So, there we go. I thought I'd give him a shout out. Uh, I think that's about it for this episode. Oh, but it's, the, it's been really good, Dom. Thanks. The rubber band. You were right. It was a thin one. It is a thin one, it, isn't it? I can see that now. It Dom. is a thin one. Very well spotted. Uh, I've got a little song. 
I want to end the episode if I've got my guitar here. And it's a song which I call The State of the Nation. Okay. Here we go. No buses to town after 7pm. Marmalade costing a five or a jar. Lonely men crowd fun to buy after shave. Some can't afford a second car. This is the state of the nation. Exma going untreated. Sadness statistics gone through the roof. What the hell is happening to us? My brother-in-law had to sell his gold tooth. This is the state, the absolute state, the state of the bleeding nation. I will always have time for you. Here we go. That's my song. And that's the end of the Dominic Little Pod. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for having us, Dom. Did you hear that, Andy? No, I was just out putting uh, my rubber bands in order from oh, right. fat to thin. It's Dom, 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 Dom Johns. What's he called? Dom, Dom, Dom Littlewood. Dom Littlewood. Yeah, uh, did his podcast. He often asks us on, and um, he did a little song at the end about. Um, oh, he's started doing nation. songs, has he? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that's a oh, worry, right, isn't it? Okay. It is a worry. Mm, a little well, bit. shall we? Shall we stop it there, Andrew? I think we've had a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we've uh, it's run its course let's it's run just say its that. course so thank yeah. you once again everyone for your questions and for tuning in yes uh, thanks for supporting us and listening and just just being there for us really yeah see you next time uh, goodbye see ya see ya